right, welcome to another edition of the wrap up. We got Remy, Ooh. Arvind, and Partha. Uh, Skirt. Yeah. So we made it. I feel like we need ad libs or something. We need ad libs. Oh, now we're official. Swap. We have more than one episode at this point, so we're legitimately podcasting. Yeah. Right. So this is not episode one B or one C. We are episode two. Progress. So we are it's a big moving big up the moves. ranks. Should um, we name it two point for sure. Two point <laughs> <laughs> they come up. Um, they come up. <laughs> so we're discussing Scorpion today. Uh, we're what, like two weeks removed from that? I think so. So we've, yeah. we've definitely had some time to listen. Um, some we've time had a day just, for every track, almost. Yeah. Basically. It didn't need that much time. I don't hey, well, No, we <laughs> still need like ten more days if we're going every track, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, a lot has passed in the time since Scorpion came out. LeBron's now a Laker. Uh, Rip. Yeah. Rip the NBA. I got, I got, that's what uh, you wanted I mean, to say when you said let's talk about basketball you just wanted to say rip no. I mean well, there's obviously no. stuff to say there <laughs> he wanted to go in on the LeBron deal <laughs> I mean the thing is oh, wait, go in today Kawhi, today Kawhi, Kawhi got, got traded, traded to the Raptors oh my god I mean that was hilarious. ridiculous that deal was egregious no, cause, cause DeRozan yeah Pirtle and then the first round pick they gave up the trade is, is DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. Jakob Pirtle in a protected first round pick so it, it can't even be in the top 20 picks so it has to be 21 to 30 going to San Antonio right. for Kawhi and Danny Green who's like actually a good yeah, player yeah that was a good pickup Danny Green's sick I know like, dude, that, that, and that lineup is so good now but you know it is a Kawhi rental so they get him for dude, a year dude but this is the hey, same so shit PG, yeah dude. that's what I'm saying it's the same shit like he's gonna stay or at least it increases the chances you think he'll stay it increases the yes. chances he's gonna stay Dude, I still don't even know if Kawhi Leonard can play. Like, what? Like, I haven't even heard him speak. You know, I mean, you never heard Nobody's him speak, and he won speak. a Finals MVP. Like, he doesn't need to actually. Speak. Wait, you know what's wait, crazy? Guys, I got, I got Kawhi with me right now. Um, Let's he's hear what he has to say. say about the issue. Go ahead, Kawhi. Damn! Oh man. So a classic yeah, that's Kawhi about speech. It's the facial expressions that really that did it right, right there. I, like, I think we learned a lot from that. Um, Appreciate I don't know. You, Kawhi. The cool, I mean, the interesting about that move is like people are like, "Oh yeah, Kawhi can just sit out this year too." But he like, can't. If he wants to be a free agent next year, he has to play. Well, he also he, he, and he's, there's like fines. Right, and he's stuff. gonna get fined. The other thing is like, you literally are going to give up two years of a profession where you have like a limited window of like twelve to fifteen years, probably unless you're in your prime. Unless you're a cyborg like LeBron, yeah. like you don't have that much time to like. Dude, you're just giving up years? I, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Bro, you know what's crazier? The Spurs wanted to sign him to a super max, which was down. $220 yeah. million. Now max he can get yeah, next so, year is 190 if he stays in Toronto, like 145 if he leaves. Yeah, that's a lot of money you're leaving on the table. Right. But the thing but is, like, when, when you're stacking 145 bills, like, does, nah, is there a listen, difference? Dude, like, like a di- yeah, because $60 million, like, especially when you've got family or from when you're from, like, not as good a place, like... If you take $5 million, put it in the bank, and have it managed properly, that interest is an entire family yeah, for a year. we you know, know Uncle Dennis is so in like, his ear trying to steer him. Yeah, but, like, think about, like, that 60, right? Yeah. Like, that's probably, like, 12 different people, 12 different families, like, as part of his extended family, if he needed to, that yeah. he could he could set up for life. And in a crazy way, this is super relevant to Drake, because now Drake's going to be the ultimate oh, six-god Toronto stan. Like, try to get Kawhi on a track. It'll be like like the Shy Ronnie video, you know. Or like, do you think oh, Drake's gonna? Yeah. Do you think Drake's gonna like Kawhi, yeah. or do you think they're not gonna get along? If, if he's good, he'll like. No, him. they'll get along. If he's good, he'll like him. Right. Because Drake's just act a, like they get he's along. a bandwagoner, right? Like if it's if it's good. Don't you dare say that about Drake. You know it's true. Yeah. I mean, he like but, you know. Hop, I mean, hopped on Kentucky, hopped on Braun, hopped on everything. Right, <laughs> whenever it was convenient. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the LeBron thing. I don't think there's a lot to say that hasn't been said. It's just like it was clearly not a basketball move. They're not going to win this year. They're not oh, even no. going to be. They they won't be that good this year. Dude, it sounds it sounds like it's going to be a fun team to watch it won't be, because 
Dude, but like Rondo, Stevenson, JaVale, LeBron. It's be their, collective, their collective three-point percentage is like, if you add it all, it's going to be like incredible. 30%. They can't shoot. Dude, this is the first time people have been like, you know what? Like, instead of trying to build like what the Houston Rockets are building, let's just see if we can get in Golden State's head. Right. Oh, interesting. So you're saying they're just getting trying to win the psychological Dude, horn? look at what Rondo does to people in the they're playoffs. Gonna, they're going to outscrap all of those. Yeah, Lance Stevenson, if he blows in KD's ear, KD's going to get himself ejected. That might oh, be yeah, true. But the thing is, like... I didn't even think of that. The league isn't just that anymore. Because, like, you know, they even if they knock out Golden State, like, any team that has stable personalities on, like, Golden State just will destroy them. You don't have to guard basically every player on their team from three. Yeah, I think you're underestimating the mental component of, like, getting under somebody's skin. That might be true, right? Skin. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to, like, quantify that. So I just right. don't... Wait, I don't know. Braun... Braun shoved Lance, right? Or no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Braun got Tino. But that was against the that was the Raptors. That was Van Vliet, Remember? Yeah. Who's that? All tough. Braun. Braun stays really composed. He's incredible. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, For but I mean, part, it's weird to see him wear Lakers stuff. It's at summer league. But he's it's out but, there. but like it's weird, but it looked like it fit. Like you know. Yeah, I back it too. Like, I was man, the dude's happy. He's having a great time. And I think this I'm getting is, the Lakers jersey. This to me is like the real difference between LeBron and KD. Is like, have you guys heard all these rumors? KD's gonna go to New York. And Kyrie. Really? And Kyrie, yeah. But it's because yep. it's because KD is so insecure. He like needs approval with everything he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if KD went to the Lakers? Bro, he needs. He wants to go somewhere where they're not good, so that he can like, you know get like the proper buzz is like oh i'm a title winner you, you know you know what's crazy uh that oklahoma city team in 2011 or 12 that went to yeah if they hadn't traded hard in that year yeah. right they probably would have beat the spurs and been in the finals again mm-hmm. for in sure. 2013 and then who knows what would have happened and they made the mistake mm-hmm. of picking serge Ibaka over harden serge Ibaka, who like Clearly is like you know done some Congolese shit and well, fucked with good, his birth though. certificate. He's real good. He's like definitely five years older than he claims to be. But you know why? <laughs> <laughs> At least I think you're thinking of Don. No, Maker, dude, but, Don Maker and Ibaka um, are the same thing. They're both like much older than they claim. I I think they pick. Ibaka because at that time they wanted somebody who could guard Chris Bosh. Yeah. They didn't Chris need Bosch's a scoring court. sixth man. Yeah. <laughs> Because they didn't have any issues scoring, right? It just guarding Miami is very, very difficult back but then. But it was a mistake that they made. I think, like, mm-hmm. we could say in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight. And, like, you know, that's three, literally, what, three of the last, like, four or five MVPs right there. Their drafting abilities. Yeah, I mean, they took Steven Adams, like, also. I mean, they, they draft really well. You know, also, Colin Sexton, like, I he's, love he's about him. to be the I next know, Russell I'm, I'm much lower on Sexton than I think most people. He's awesome. I don't know. Did you watch that Summer League He game? played well in the Man, Summer League. Where he was flexing. Awesome. He's going super science. Yeah. Like, flexing. He's got heart. Yeah. I mean, I, No, I like him. I think the best player on the Cavs is going to be Chetty. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. <laughs> I just I love him, cool. too. Yeah, did you see all those videos from, like, the early Summer League where... He was throwing those dimes, and people were like, yo, this is LeBron's game. And he, like, he copied Corver's shot. He yes. changed his shot to match Kyle Corver, which is like, you know, if you're going to learn how to shoot from anyone, Corver's not a bad call. Right. That's, that kid is just so much positivity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think the, I think the, the general sentiment is, like, it's not going to matter. Like, no one's beating Golden State next year. So... I feel like it's just now everybody's just angling to be the next team after Golden State. Because I think they probably have one more year and KD's going to leave. And then you, there's some vulnerability. And that... Dude, I felt like they were vulnerable this year. If, if Chris Paul doesn't Like, get game hurt. one? No, no, no. I think Cavs game one, if they had taken that how they were supposed to, then Golden State, like, legitimately to me, while they were beating people pretty... Pretty like it wasn't as close in, in the Western Conference playoffs for them. It felt to me like they weren't as cohesive as they were last yeah. year, and that's championship fatigue. Yeah. yeah, right. Like the mental aspect of just like being that focused every yeah, 100%. night. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just hard to do that. 
like day in and day out and especially given like the the fact that I mean Katie said it well like he you know he goes on every Bill Simmons podcast and he's like it was like I thought he told this story about how he thought after he won the title everything would be different but then he went to Taco Bell and he got diarrhea just like he used to before he won the title and it was and it was like I mean it was goofy but it was like symbolic where he was like I'm actually not different after I won the title and it was like dude you're so insecure like he's he's just really always in those insta that's what I'm saying DMs and like I think that's you know what though if he had done it at OKC he would have felt different because yeah, it's, he like, it's about getting over the hardships yeah. right like, like it's not about winning a championship exactly. that's just a symbolic thing but like it's our like I think it's that MJ LeBron conversation that has made everybody do these moves where they just go find rings because it's like people forget the fact that like yeah mj has six rings but his rings don't make him great it's the way he played that made him great rings make a gm and an organization because yeah, then you control everything it's not like you're one yeah. guy like mj a player is not a team there's right. absolutely no way to compare yeah. that and and i think that's why like you know you see lebron talk about this and he's like the greatest title he won wasn't wasn't the two in miami it was the one in cleveland because he had you know i mean he had to put a team on his back and like yeah, no, go through a lot it's just like Katie didn't have to do that you know it was also one of the most glorious moments in sports agreed mm-hmm. agreed yeah. it was incredible yeah but we want to talk Scorpion <laughs> yeah let's talk Scorpion, Scorpion. Partha, Arvin, Partha, you, Partha, we're going to let you drive this one because... Oh, no, I shouldn't drive this. I want to hear what Arvin has to think because I know him and I are on very opposite ends on this I album. mean, I don't think I dislike this album. But, like, I mean, here's the thing you got to say, like, like just like always with Drake, is, like, yo, this, this album was ultimately, just like every Drake album, a massive success because he just knows how to put out stuff that's viral. Right, like, yeah, like the in your feelings challenge is already like, if I have to hear one more person <laughs> say Kiki, do you love me? I'm gonna lose my <laughs> shit. But it's like he's just so good at it. I mean, like, I don't know if y'all saw that Instagram story I put up, but I just wanna I wanna throw it out there. I was a couple days ahead of the the this the in your feelings challenge. Yeah, man, I was way ahead of the curve on this, and I'm proud of it because the day before, oh, I put yes. up like a lengthy Instagram story of me just screenshotting that song, just texting over it and to over. People. Yeah, yeah. I but I didn't text Kiki, "Do you love me?" No. I think the catchy part of that song is "Trap Money Benny." Yeah, I like it. Trap, trap money Benny. I mean, it's a <laughs> super catchy song. I mean, there's there's a lot on there, right? Like, he he just did a good job putting out stuff that was gonna gonna like catch people's attention i mean like you know he he addressed the push of stuff i mean i think that's the main story right what he said oh yeah he said basically like i'm not hiding my my kid from the world i'm hiding the world from my kid was his like big mm-hmm. thing which to me is like all right that's some it's good you're an absentee father who's who's more creative about why they're an absentee father than other people but i don't know if i bought what he was saying you know what blew my mind is like he dropped I'm upset. Yeah. Like right after his diss track and listening back, I don't know why I didn't catch the fact that the whole song is about child support and like having to fight those legal battles. Is that true? Is that what mm-hmm. it's about? Dude, you just read the lyrics in hindsight. It's like very explicit. It blew my mind. Hmm. I didn't know that. I'm going to get the uh Let's see. The internet machine going too, so we can pull up Genius. Yep, sponsored by Rap Genius. Yeah. Good I, I didn't know that. I mean, can't go fifty. Dude, 50. just look at the lyrics. He talks about his dad paying child support since nineteen ninety one and saying he doesn't want to have to do stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Right. Apparently, like his that fifty thousand on my head. It's it just like that's probably what they said he would have to pay in child support. That makes sense. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine. Man, I don't know. What a strange situation. He, like, explicitly says, dude, like, I'm supposed to pay her bills and get her what she wants. I still got, like, seven years of doing what I want. My dad still got child support from 1991. Yeah. 
And no. Like, it's, it's extremely explicit, but when we listened to the song without the context, we were just like, this isn't a good song, but, like, now listening back, it's like, oh, my God, like, this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that overall, the first half of the album was better than the second, you know, whatever B-side, right? Was that, would you guys agree with that consensus? I, I would. You said you liked the first half, first half I mean, better? I he's rapping. I think so. I think it depends on the time of the day for me. It's just, I don't, <laughs> I I'm believe not, that. I'm not big on the, on R&B Drake. Dude, some of those tracks blew me away. The Michael Jackson Let's run one? through this first half and just point out some, like, marquee moments before we jump into the second okay. half. Okay, I mean, we can do that. So, I mean, I feel like Survival got right. a lot of buzz. It's awesome. For me, like, that beat on nonstop and, like, the one thing that's always stood out to me is, like, how expressive Drake is. Like, his acting background, I think, really lets him get to a different level yeah. in terms of, like, expressing an emotion. So, like... If you think back to like you and the six on if you're reading this is too late, one of my favorite things he did on this tr- on the track is when he's talking to his mom, he like starts talking and he just like exasperated like yeah he, like breathes out. He's good at at right at using the track like, to, to convey his emotion. Right and on on nonstop, I thought it was just like the way he was saying it felt like through really gritted teeth, like you could feel like the intensity and like the frustration and like some of the anger driving those lyrics very clearly just in the way he was saying them like it wouldn't have mattered what he said but it like i could feel like very very viscerally what he was feeling yeah i thought that was awesome and that's not something i typically get from a lot of artists that i think that's where he excels i agree i mean i think honestly one of the things he's best at is his samples Right, and that's like nonstop. I feel like nonstop was so hot because that mm-hmm. that sample was nice. That was insane. You know, uh, and the the guy who produced it, I, I cannot remember his name, but he's the dude who produced uh, the the Take Keith. Yeah, he he's the one who produced Look Alive with Block Boy that just blew up. You know, he's got Block really? Boy. Really, Block Boy. Yeah, that was that song. No way. Yeah, huh. yeah, and I, I mean. The he I think it's like some sort of I don't know, like Memphis style like that like slap and slap and bass, like I don't know. But it, it it went it was good. This is one I think one of my favorite songs on the on the album. So I feel like something that like Forty who executive produced this yeah. brings to the table. He is so good like First of all, their Toronto style that they've they've defined this genre has always been an over-exaggerated bass line and the way they pull out the lows and mess with the highs to really create room for Drake's voice has been very unique to them. Yeah. But, like, on this beat, like, yeah, it's from Tay Keith, but, like, I'm sure, and maybe I'm not right on this, no. but I'm sure 40 was at least in the room when it was yeah, being recorded yeah. on and stuff and mixed and mastered. 40s, I think 40 mix, mixing engineered, like, everything. Like yeah, and like you could hear the way they play with the bass on this track. It just it it's so aggressive and raw. It's like a dog growling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Forty's the recording engineer on just about the whole album, right. or at least credited with it. Yeah. Now that's said- the only line okay. that I didn't like here is. How I go from six to twenty three like I'm LeBron. Wait, you didn't that- like that? I I like. I just didn't get it. I think 23 is zip code. Like, he's saying he went from the 6 Toronto to the 23. I don't know. The one thing I was... Unless he was saying to the 23... Oh! I've just read Rap Genius now. I understand it. It's a great line. <laughs> he swung um, around so Drake fast. just did a Jordan deal. Oh, Drake just got a Jordan deal? Well, that's what... Yeah, it's the... Is it that not the Adidon line that... Oh no, that's I don't know, no, that, but he's Drake saying he went from the six Toronto. to Jordan, to the Jordan brand. I thought twenty three was an L A thing, like there was some, some zip code in L A, and I thought he was predicting LeBron going to L A. Oh, be, that would have been, been classic. crazy. Yeah. But no, it's the, I mean, you, the numbers, right? Yeah, six like the Miami was, six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but th- oh, that's a good deal. 
I mean, it's, it is. Damn. I will say this. Yeah, good, good job, Drake. I will say this. The first three songs, they're nice. They're good to listen to. I don't know if I ever leave them being like, yo, I, you know, wow. Drake made me really think about some shit on that one. Well, I don't think that's the point. Uh, but, that's, but that's like the meme. That's the whole meme about Drake is like... He's fake deep. Oh, you know, when Drake said this, like, I totally felt that, you know? Whatever. <laughs> oh man I don't know Nonstop though for me like the energy of that song it feels like uh, like a Toronto black skinhead for me I agree I see what like I think the thing Drake does the best is like he creates a vibe and there's yeah. something to that but like I don't think he creates like a a thought world or like an intellectual sphere like um, he doesn't like push you to be like yo what's going on here like he writes there's like a great Malcolm Gladwell episode of Revisionist History. Again, I'm plugging another podcast, but uh, <laughs> dude, you're so good at that. But but he he. T- Thanks for Malcolm Gladwell for yeah, sponsoring us. <laughs> but he 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 talks about specificity of lyrics in by genre, and he's like hip hop and country have the most specific lyrics because they're really targeted at small demographic groups, or at least historically have been, right? But, like, pop mm-hmm. is, like, really generic because it's trying to tell a story that applies to everyone because they want everyone to be able to put themselves in the shoes of the pop song. That's why Taylor Swift sings about some generic guy every time. And, like, right. when, I, when I hear, like, a lot of Drake songs, that's what I think is I'm, like, you know, I think back to even early Drake when he tried to do this where he's, like, you know, a lot of girls be thinking this song's about them. But, you oh, know, yeah. you're the one that's really for. You know, like, he's always been that kind of... Like, I'm going to keep it low-key generic so that everyone feels like this is their song. But it, like, yeah, you lose something that smart. you don't get with, that you get with other rappers who aren't afraid to, like, be really, really detailed. And that hurts the story. I mean, he's time. always bordered pop and, and hip-hop. Yeah. More successfully than anybody, ever. Yeah, for sure. But that said, Emotionless was like, you know, he, he, he went deep. It was unbelievable. I was a really big fan of Emotionless. Yeah, the sample's nasty. I think... I don't... I mean, anytime you get Mariah on a song, it's nice. I do think the... He did his best to explain away... All the... All this stuff with... With... Pusha and Kanye. And, like, I even saw... You saw the reports where it was, like... Oh, he actually wrote this before the Pusha Beef. He wrote uh, March 14th. March 14th. Oh, it was only... Yeah. And showed it to Kanye while he was, like, helping with Ye. Oh, so... It w- and Kanye, when Pusha was beefing with... Like, Drake got upset because he was with Kanye in Wyoming working on, on Ye... And he showed him, like, March 14th. It was like, yo, like, this is real. Like, I have a kid. Like, I wrote this song for it. It's the last track on my upcoming album. And Kanye's like, that's dope, bro. And then Drake, after spending, like, three... They said it was, like, three weeks he spent in Wyoming helping with the album. He dipped. And then Kanye immediately produces this diss track for Pusha. And Drake was like, what the heck, bro? Like, I literally just came, like, helped you, like, really make a project that... Yeah. I, like, a lot of people are saying didn't sound good before Drake got there and sounded a lot better after he yeah. left. Mm-hmm. And you're going to produce this diss track at me for one of your guys. So then Drake was upset and he fired back. And then when Pusha said all that stuff, Drake was just like, oh, my God, like, what the heck? Like, this is really personal stuff. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Okay, that's different. So, like... W- with that context, like, I understand why he didn't respond, because it's just like, yeah, like, be the bigger person. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah I, feel I totally like, believe that. Yeah. I feel like the most relevant lines in there were the one we already talked about, where, like, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world, I was hiding the world from my kid. But also the, they always ask, why well, let the story run if it's false? You know a wise man once said nothing at all. Uh, mm. We're just talking about why he didn't respond to Pusha. And, like, that line is, like, something like Drake can afford to say because like he he's smart in that he knows like yo if I keep responding to this beef it's only going to give more attention to Pusha and to the beef 
And if I just don't say anything, it's going to blow away because I'm Drake, I'm the king, I'm the god. And Push is just like a small, you know, hip-hop head rapper. And so, like, you know, I get he's saying it's like I'm being wise by not doing this. But I don't think it's like he's being, he's being the best rapper he can be. He's being the most shrewd businessman he can be. He's the most shrewd manager of his brand. Well, I think that's, that's like, the power that he has as an artist that he's, like, really acknowledging, which is, like, I'm, I'm so big at this point. Like, it's only to my disadvantage to, to do anything. What did you guys think about the whole, like, the lines that went viral about, like, you know, the girl who goes to Rome and she's just posting pictures and, like... That was awesome. That's so Yeah, weird. I thought it was super, super good. Yeah, not to be, like, ridiculous or redundant. That was, like, I felt... That was... That was real. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It made me, like, reflect on how much time I was spending on, like, Instagram and stuff. I, I felt like that was the best part of the album. doing it for you or doing it for everyone else? I felt like, like that, was, that, was, that was that was the best section of the album. Mm-hmm. And that line where he says... Um, He's talking about, was it in this track or somewhere else? He's talking about um, people wanting to move to different cities and talking, like hearing and seeing all this stuff on social media. I mean, that was the wrong, the yeah, wrong part was here. It's in yeah, the song. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says, I always hear people complain about the yeah. place that they live, that all the people here are fake and they got nothing to give because they've been staring at somebody else's version of shit that makes another seem, city seem more exciting than it is. And like, that really hit me because like, so many people are always like wherever they are right is like the best place in the world yeah but it's just like really good perspective just like hey i've been everywhere i see all this stuff and like yeah it's kind of all the same it's kind of like that that segment is like kind of like drake's almost forest hills drive moment but like a little bit like darker and drakier yeah yeah that definitely fits that, that was that like that one like I had to go back and listen to I do wish he hadn't made it only he only referenced girls in those that part and I wish he hadn't just referenced girls because I feel like that's not a female only thing oh for yeah sure. but like I feel like he mostly follows girls on Instagram maybe that's why I just felt <laughs> like it came off kind of like yo I'm this man who's gonna tell females like stop being you know shallow yeah, hey, yeah like hey honey Right, like, because I think that's just true about humans. Yeah. Where, like, his flow was so similar on every song. It was like the free smoke flow. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like, free smoke, free smoke. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, I, f- I felt like he kept doing that on the first half of this album. Especially, like, the darker beats. You know? Yo, but what about, like, 8 out of 10 and stuff like those, that? Those were my favorite. Yeah, we got I like those songs one, better. That one, he went in. Yeah. That was absolute fire. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah. one. I thought, so I actually thought there was more flow diversity on this album than usual. Interesting. Because, like, Emotionless was, like, very traditional, like, Drake going in with the internal rhymes and, like, the way he flips his words around sounds, like, very nice to the ear. And he gets his point across. And then when you get to, like, 8 out of 10 or Elevate, I felt like those were both very, very unique in terms of how they really, like what they want to do yeah I think I guess it's just like to me the way Drake makes albums is part of it it's like if you are in an album for like I'm gonna listen to this and get some like great songs I can bump and like enjoy and like I'll like it and it's well produced and like it's it's fun to play at parties like Drake's perfect but like you don't when you listen to a Drake album, it's not like an experience or a story, like it is. I don't know if it's you listen. It's a very to, defined list, like track, 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 track. Right. Track, not You're, not continuous or flow. He's not weaving a narrative for you to follow. 
And like I, I think that's Drake's style and the way he wants to do albums, which I respect. But I to me it makes it a little harder and like to to really like feel like, you know, it was hard for me to listen to this whole thing. I didn't I would never I don't think I've ever listened to the whole thing at once. I do in halves because like yeah, I felt like basically it, two albums. it's split moods. But even the halves are like not. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I've played like track one through twelve like a bunch. Yeah, as like a collection. Yeah, and and the, there's like not like trash. It's not trash. There's nothing bad. It's like everything is like you can play it and like vibe. Yeah, but at the same time, like I think uh, there's like almost too much. You it's know? too long. It's way too long for me. Yeah, like that's why it's hard. Like you have to enjoy it and like have, like I I I honestly didn't like totally get the switch like when it went from, uh, like is there more to peak to R and B? Yeah, yeah. Like I, oh, I think they're just like two different projects put together. Right, but like I mean I mean, like when I listened to an album, I had started it and I like try to listen all the way through, but I didn't have like an hour and a half or whatever. To just sit there so like i listened to like the first eight songs then i picked it up at song nine and i started again and then went through the album like two or three times and then i just hit tough from that point on and like i just it just it, it just didn't fit it was just seemed too long yeah but yeah i mean i the, i but like and then i found myself just kind of like skipping to those songs that i really like right like eight out of ten I feel like we already move. talked God's plan and I'm upset. We can move. We can talk yeah, eight out of ten. Oh, we, we gotta hit that. So we gotta hit that. My bed song. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, that my bed lyric. The oh, the stupid conspiracy <laughs> theories on that you're talking about. <laughs> God. Yeah. Fucking. It's driving me insane. What was it that like his kid's name is my bed or something? His like middle that? name was my bed. A kid's middle name. So, yeah. so everyone's like, "What do you say?" <laughs> I only love my bed and my mama. He was talking about his kid. He was talking about his kid. Let's let's be clear. Zero percent chance that's what's happening. <laughs> like, uh, no, he was definitely like, about what about kid. Drake makes you think that he's like, you know, writing these like lyrics? You have to like parse like a Talmudic reading of like a biblical text to be like figuring it out. There's no, that's not what he does. No. Oh, I'm looking on Genius, and somebody wrote, "There's zero evidence for this claim other than yeah, a viral tweet." Exactly. So, oh, there's sure. been no report about the kid's middle name. Kid's middle name. There's... Plus, Drake posted the lyric on Instagram. It's ro- he wrote my bed. My bed. Oh, and posted a literal picture of his bed. Jesus. Okay, so that's definitely debunked. It, yeah, oh, sure. it was. Ne- I can't believe good. it was ever bunked in the first place. I was bunked. <laughs> I took it as fact when somebody told oh me that. I was God. like, wow, that was amazing. It was sitting under our noses <laughs> no the whole way time. Was. I should have fact-checked. That's part though. Yeah. <laughs> I should have fact-checked. Well, it's because on I'm Upset, he had all these clues, like, right there. That's true. Right. So, in, in my mind, I was like, oh, wow, like, everything he's been doing has been building up to this. It's been so well planned. <laughs> Now this is just real talk. Like I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, so eight. You wanna eight out of ten? I don't want to do every track. Yeah. Do you want to do every track? No. Or do you just kind of I mean, I want to talk eight out of ten because. Right. Boy, I I mean. Yeah, that's a good one to hit. Eight. The flow was insane. I loved it. Uh, I don't. It felt like the nineties. Oh, this is the one with the weird thing at the end, though. What are you saying about the outro? With the voices? Yeah, with the outro. I can't argue with you. I don't know what it... That scared the crap out of me. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> uh, isn't the, like, accepted reason he put that on there, like, basically being like, I'm not going to bother arguing with you, Pusha. I get paid to, like, do my shit. You get paid to... You're trying to make money by arguing with me. And I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But like the can we can we be real? Am I crazy or like, is it, is it wild that Drake's like talking about his, his phone being tapped and stuff? Mm-hmm. Did he say it? Where did he say that? I thought that's what the line was where he was like, "They've been keeping tabs on me, like I'm paying next time." White vans parked across the street, real subtle guys. I thought he's implying like there's people like spying on. Him. 
Huh. Maybe I misread it. That was literally my interpretation of the first time I saw it. Oh, I love your interpretation. Look, there's no actual genius quote, so oh. you can actually Maybe he's just using it as a metaphor. Like, yo, like, they're, they're really trying to find some dirt on me. Or I sense a little fear from the other side, so there's, like, paranoia of people, like, watching him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, that's all I got on your intent. It was, it was good. That said, can we agree, can't take a joke? I literally, well, the first time I heard it, I was like, yo, this song was supposed to be for, like, Big Sean. B-I-G. You know what? Yeah, this would be a great Big Sean beat. It's just, like, simple lyrics, and it's just him, like, rapping about being... Stupid. Oh, this flow too! I thought was sick. The verse flow. Mm-hmm. The Uber X. Nasty. That one, the. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick, man. It's so catchy. Yeah, I mean, on the rest of the, the rap side, I don't know if there's anything I, I was that into. Oh, the only thing we're saying is talk up. Hella disappointing. Because Jay Z was on. Hella disappointing for Jay Z. Hella disappointing. Dude, I mean, uh, after after the last song they did together was uh, the last song they did on an Pound album, Cake uh, on an album together was Pound Cake, which was amazing. I love yeah, it was that. one of the be- that was one of the best songs. It still ever. is. I'm like this. Uh, this cake, was cake, just like cake, cake, cake. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling this. This was not um, a beat I necessarily was in love with. Yeah, he had a nice line. The the line that went kind of viral where he's saying, y'all killed X and let Zimmerman lay of streets is done. That's a good line. I agree, it was a good line. Uh, Jay-Z's always dropping wisdom, but like I, I just wasn't the biggest fan of the beat. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm I'm not a big fan of X. I mean, I think his music's good, but I'm saying I don't get the like, man, how could you let, how could the streets let this happen? Like, he was... He was living a life where it wasn't surprising that it happened. Yeah, that was... We covered that in the last one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I don't know if there's anything else on that side. Side B... There's there's one line I do want to mention that, like, really got me. And I can't remember for the life of me what track it is, but I'm just going to go off a gut and say it's either on Is There More or Emotionless. But... It's a line where he's saying at the end of the track, um, is there anyone else like me out there? I'm trying to remember. Do you guys remember that? I, I, I yes. Um, but first of all, you're proving my point about there being too much. I did that with the with the Rome line because I remember hearing the Rome line and then going, what song was that on? So the next time I tried to listen to the album, I found myself clicking through 20 songs to find exactly which one it was on. It's yeah, I'm I'm clicking a lot right now to figure out what I'm thinking of. Uh, I can't remember it. Maybe it's eight out of ten. He has he has this line where he says, "Is there anyone else out there like me?" And basically, what he's talking about is he's like, it's it's basically like a reference to that Kanye situation, but also to how much he's lost trust in girls, and he's like, "I've been." He he's basically conveying this. And, like, the line was really, really important to me because of its its simplicity and really conveying, like, where his head was at, where he's like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things. I feel like I've been treating people right. I'm helping people. And then I keep getting double-crossed. People keep breaking my trust. People keep, like, doing all this stuff to make money off of my name and off of me just for the fact that they want to make money and, like, whatever the case may be. And, like, just with that one line where he's like, is there anyone else out there like me? It's just, like, he's saying, I've reached this point in my life where there's less and less people every day that I trust, that that I really feel like I resonate with from, like, a value standpoint and all of that. Mm -hmm. So is there anyone else in the world that's like me? I hope I find out. But at this point, like, I don't know, you know? It's a little sad, but, like, to me, it was, like, I don't like just from some stuff I was going through I it really resonated with me because I was like wow like 
even even somebody who's reached this like tremendous height of success and maybe it's because he's reached that place is experiencing this like very vivid emotion of like I really don't feel like there's a lot of people out there that really like see things the exact same way or like want to live the same way yeah no I totally get what you're saying I gotta find that I, I, I know yeah, what I don't you're know talking about cause, cause I remember that it was like I, w- I wish we knew what what song it was on. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. Is there anything else we'd like on on the that side? The R and B side, I don't think there's a lot. March fourteenth and like finesse and in my feelings were like really all that stood out to me. Um, on the second half. Yeah. Like I didn't I In my feelings. In my feelings for sure. For sure. I mean, it's it's great. It's so it's just so catchy. Um, summer games I really liked. What really? Awesome beat. I thought the lyrics were good, but it I don't know. It was like kind of moody. Yeah, I mean it's the R and B side. But is this one like? This one vibes like if you listen to it, like turn on some like colored lights in your spot, turn off every other light, and just like run the B side of the album, and you'll be like really in a. Vibe. I mean, it was some. It had some eight oh eight vibe. Like it had some. I don't know, melodic. It was melodic nice. sadness. I will say. It's Drake keeps trying to convince us he's like a great. He's like gonna be, you know, he's a good dad, whatever. How, how, like, half of these songs he's talking about, like, random girls he wants to be the mom of his kid instead of his actual kid's mom and stuff. Dude, are you reading the rap genius about this? Wait, on which song? Summer Games. Is it about... Who they're I'm, speculating the girl is? Rihanna? I think Who's it, it? Yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, every song is, like, some random girl Instagram model. You know, you know what, though? Like... I think there's a pretty good chance he wasn't planning on talking about the kid. And then the Pusha stuff happened? And then, but then he threw why, that stuff why in is later. the Kanye stuff out there that he wrote that stuff about his kid before? Well, I think he was trying to do what J. Cole does. Like, he doesn't really talk about it at J. Cole all. has a kid? Yeah, dude. And he's there married. There you go. <laughs> I knew he was married, See, but like, he literally has never said anything about his kid. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? I think Drake was trying to do the same thing. Like, J. Cole does that for the privacy of his family so they can have a normal life. And, like, I would respect Drake if he did the same thing. And when did J. Cole have a kid? I thought um, we covered this in podcast 1A that never made the... Made the yes, yeah, might have been a 1A podcast topic. When we talked about KOD and we got into that one article about oh, his life. Oh, you're right. It was a few years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Honestly, that explains a lot more about why he wrote K.O.D. the way he did. Yeah, also, to be oh, clear, sure. of the three albums we've gone deep on, K.O.D. is the best, right? That's my opinion. I think so. K.O.D.'s unbelievable. I don't, I'm yeah. not as in love with it as you guys, but it's grown on me. It's so listenable. It's, it's better than this album, for sure. It's better yeah. than Ye, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I just, they're so different. I didn't really like Ye that much. but Ye's like, fine. This one. This was the this worst one of the three to me. K.O.D. This one was solid. Kid, they hit me in different ways. They're different. Yeah, they're different, but like, just because something's different, I mean, you can't compare it. For me, at least. It, yeah. it does for me. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like basketball and football. Yeah, ba- I think basketball is better. I could say that. Like, but not the category. It's that's. I'm saying like a player. It's like, oh, is Odell better than uh, Russell Westbrook? Like, really, I appreciate them both in different ways. I get what you're yeah. saying, but I'm big. On, I think I don't know. Maybe I just like. I'm too big on comparison because I think you can make the comparison. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, my well, favorite, my favorite album still K.O.D., but my favorite song is Ghost Town. Ghost Town is that's just what, great. Ghost Town is unbelievable. Yeah, that's the greatest. That 070 shake. Oh my god. Was there? So yeah, I do. I do like Russell uh, Westbrook and Odell, but I think Odell's one-handed catch is better than catch is better Westbrook than anything Drake's or better than Russell Westbrook's <laughs> ever done anything. Yeah. Uh, I. On fin- like I'm pretty sure finesse was also about some other woman who's not his wife or whatever not, not, his, not his baby mama. Uh, 
I mean. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. He only he was with her only two times, and she got pregnant. Yeah. I mean, that's only- crazy. I I know I know somebody, um, who was like in a similar situation, and like he he is now in like a very happy family situation, but like. It's crazy, like, it can happen to anybody. Do you think Drake's, like, happy with this, with this, like, thing? Like, is he actually there for his kid? I'm sure he is. Well, he said uh, the last time he saw him was October, right, or something? Bro, that's... Yeah. So he hasn't seen his kid in, like... No, you can't, bro. The the rules, like, with child support and custody are, like, very complicated. You're telling me the mom was like, I don't want you, you to see the yeah, kid? If you, have it out of, if you have a kid out of marriage, the mom can just say you can't see the kid because it works better in, in custody in court. They'll get more money if the dad's not around. Hmm. What a screwed up There's like a lot, and like, process. I may not have that perfect. So like, to the listeners, look that up. But like, this, this <laughs> is don't like... Don't use this as legal it, advice. It is along... Yeah, it's not legal advice. But it is along those lines where... It works like it works in different ways based on which state you're in, which country you're in, etc. But when you're out of wedlock, the dad usually does not have very many, if any, rights. Hmm. Okay, I mean, I don't know the situation, but to me, it seems like Drake just hasn't been around, which is sketch to me. But like, I don't know what the deal is. It's usually like it's usually not that. Th- fair enough, then, because I yeah, I don't know, but the. Oh wait, the last I feel like the big thing we you gotta say on the second half was the Michael Jackson sample that just sounded like the weekend. What I don't even that oh, was man. I was not a my, fan. My favorite You didn't like it. My no. favorite was this tweet about it that was like Man, this Michael Jackson guy, Drake really has a way of finding these small yeah, artists and really making Classic. them blow up. Classic. He's gonna be so big. <laughs> he just pitched it he pitched it up so weirdly. Yeah, it didn't sound I like if I didn't see that it was featuring. It sounded like, like the weekend. I wouldn't have like. Or, yeah, exactly. It sounded like the weekend. Yeah. I'm struggling so much finding that one yeah, line. There's what? There's 25 songs. Like yeah, I don't know how you're gonna find it. I told you. Oh man. I know it's at the end of one of the songs, but I don't know which song. I don't know. So it's like. I think then I want to say March 14th is the only other song I had super strong feelings about. And it was yeah, like, sure. March 14th, it was like, Oh my God. Dude, he, I really wish when, he wasn't. I don't know. I get he's trying to like voice his side of the story. But like, I feel like it's, it's, I don't like that he's always like, Yo, like, I don't love this girl, but hey, I'm stuck here because I got her pregnant and I have a kid. And it's like, dude, like, I get that, like, you can have an amicable relationship. And, like, I, I, who am I? I'm not... I'm just some rando. Like, you don't need to listen to me on, like, life advice, Drake. But <laughs> but it's like, dude, you're you're kind of an ass to, like, whoever this person is. Because, like, I don't know. Think about if you're, like, in the perspective of that kid, okay? If you're if you're mobbed, okay? When you're... <laughs> when you're growing up, like, you got to sit there and listen to, like... Drake publicly like court after all these other women and be like I didn't love your mom it's just like was twice and then you know but I'm forced to like raise you it just like doesn't I feel like that's not the way you like would want a family unit to operate and like yeah family unit (laughs) yeah and that's like what I part of it yeah and that's what I feel like this song was mostly about was it was like I don't know. Like, he literally says, like, I gotta think for two now. But it's like, bro, you don't have to think for two. You have to think for three. Like, that that's right. the mother of your child. Like, you need to care about her whether or not you're in love with her or whatever. Like, that that's she's important to the success of your kid. I don't know. It just was like... And I, I like the whole, like, I'm talking to my kid kind of thing. And like, is is it supposed to be like March fourteenth is when he found when she was born or when he found out? No, that's when the DNA test the came DNA back. T- yeah, yeah. You know what though? This outro, bro. The outro was great. Mm-hmm. The outro, like, 
two minutes of that beautiful music. My God. The first time I heard it, it made me completely stop and just rewind the song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Drake has some way of just making you feel exactly what he feels. I I agree. I mean, he's at his best when he's doing this kind of stuff. Whenever he has a, a date or time on a track, it's just... 6 a.m. and whatever. Unbelievable. 8, 8 p.m. in New York. Unbelievable. 4.30 a.m. in Beijing, whatever. That's how you know. It's so real that he doesn't even have a name for it. He's just like, well, this is exactly how I feel. Let me just like... At this time, I'm going to put you in that frame. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, I think, you know, like, this isn't... This doesn't come close to the pantheon of like great Drake. Like "Take Care" is a lot better to me. Uh, nothing was the same. That I let. I thought that was better. But, I mean, the thing is, like, if this whole thing was twelve songs, just one album of twelve songs, it could have been better. Yeah. Because that's the problem. Is this there's too much? It's not that it's all forgetful, but like there's just too much. Yeah, it's it's over. And he threw on you know? God's plan. I'm upset. Nice for what? Like yeah, which everyone had heard five billion I mean, that's, times. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like I wonder what this album would have been not in the streaming era because this is how you get streaming records and numbers. Right. No. Yeah. I mean that's that's all I had on it, but. Uh, People were upset. You, y'all were. Do you see on Spotify like his face was on every playlist? Yeah. Well, it was like a meme, like right. Like it was like, oh, you listen to Beethoven. It seems like you should check out Scorpion by Drake. It was Scorpion. like, what are you doing? About? People are upset about that, and it's just like, how how can you be mad? Like he's doing his business. I mean, I think people yeah. are mad that like he gets shoved down everyone's throats, right? Like you can't avoid Drake. Mm-mm. Yeah, but be mad at at uh, Spotify. It's not just Spotify. It's like culture, right? Like, like take like think about the the like most socially unaware, like you know, unwoke like old white person you know. Okay, they know Drake. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. So like, like he's, he's just everywhere. He's just winning. He you is. Know? He like, is how winning. can you hate no, on he's that? Winning. Yeah, how can you hate on that? Like, dude, every, you can only respect it. Uh, I don't know, dude. I mean, you're you're right. You should respect it, but like, everyone hates the winner, right? Same reason we hate the Warriors. Isn't that crazy. Same reason yeah. we hate the Warriors. You need a villain. Drake's definitely like moving into yeah, villains. Yeah, but guys. like, listen, we didn't hate we didn't hate the Miami Heat. We did, and we don't even hate. We respect the Warriors, right? We don't hate them. Oh, I hate. We the Warriors. respect what are you them. About? In time, I hated the Heat too. Yeah. No, no, we hate losing to the Warriors. We hate losing to the Warriors. But if you could eliminate every loss the Cavs have taken against the Warriors, and that was out of our memory, we would respect the hell out of them. Uh, I don't respect KD for going to the team. Like, I'm not. No, I like. I I understand what you're trying to get at, but like at the same time, like I have no respect for the Warriors. They just sat there and built a super team. As with Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. As with most things, there's a Drake line for this. And it's uh, love and hate are just two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Which I do believe. Dude, he's he's mad good at writing those, like, short things that you, just You mean, you're talking about you. Sorority Girl's Instagram captions? He's mad uh, good at writing those. Fortune yeah, cookie he is. lines. <laughs> I was going to say fortune cookie lines. Same thing. Oh, I mean, that yeah, same. that's right. the thing is, like, really... To me, the more interesting thing than ever analyzing Drake's music is analyzing his branding because he's like a, a mastermind at what he's created, this enterprise, like this brand that's like, it's untouchable now, right? Like he's gotten dragged to the ground twice, I would say, in rap battles, okay? And he stood up better to Meek, but like I thought Meek like kind of got him and like I don't think there's any dispute Pusha got him. And, like, it just doesn't matter. The dude is untouchable, and it's like he is the king. And it's like, to me, like, he did really a few really smart things. The main one was, like, he said hip-hop is culture now. Hip-hop is the most popular thing. And hip-hop is isolating women. I mean, the target women. And he did it, and it worked. Boom. 
like people. I think one of his talents too, which I don't think anybody else in hip hop has, he's able to express an emotion so vividly without doing anything crazy with metaphors or analogies or anything like that. Like a lot of rappers use analogies to express what they're feeling. And Drake is very, very good at just in one line saying, saying it in such a simple way that you feel what he feels. Yeah. That's his talent above everything else. And I think that's what makes him so relatable to so many people is that you don't need to be in that situation. He's able to abstract uh, an emotion to that degree. Yeah. There's a high level of EQ. For sure. I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. Uh, that That's what blows me away about him. I think that that, for me, like, especially as someone who dabbles in, in his free time and, like, trying to write lyrics yeah. and stuff, like, gosh, like, the way this man can express what he feels is just unbelievable. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's... Like I said, it's like he's mastered the art of, like, relatability, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody sees them, can, like, see themselves in Drake. Like, that's the thing. Everyone imagines being friends with them. Yeah. And he's just, like, he's such a goofball. And, like, it's, like, confusing opinions on Drake, right? Like, if you ever talk to, like, girls about Drake, it's, like, they all think he's hot and, like, super talented. And, like, it's not... Like, if you're in the pantheon of, like, rappers and R&B singers, like, Drake wouldn't come in the top ten of either of those two things for me. But he's, like, universally number one. And there's just something about him, like, this... He has, like, this natural gravitas that is, like, impossible to compare. He has, like, almost, almost Will Smith-level charisma. Dude, that's a really good comparison. I think you're right. Because yeah. he's like he's that. Just, he's very popular. He's like magnetic. Why? Why did Will Smith fall off a little bit? Just because he he joined like Scientology or whatever? Dude, what do you mean? He's like blowing <laughs> up right now. Actually, he's all yeah. on his social media game. Bro, but Will Smith is like not Will Smith of like Fresh Prince era. I don't did know. You know he performed at the World Cup final, bro. Performed no, what? His like clean rap. Ha- I don't know what he performed, but Will Smith was their performance. It's hella confusing in Russia. Yeah, Bro, man. Putin. He's got if, he's got a massive if following. If even Putin likes Will Smith, then it's done. Yo, this dude launched an Instagram and went to a million followers in twenty four hours. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Will Smith has brand pull beyond what us and normal people can even imagine. I mean, he did he did the he did the in your feelings challenge on top of like a a yeah, building cool. or something. Yeah. In Hungary, he looks so terrified. Right. <laughs> I forget where he was. Yeah, dude. He's he's on his... Will Smith's picking up, too. God. So you think in in, in 20 years... Because, right, Will Smith is 20 years from Fresh Prince, right? He's probably, like, 50 now, right? 53 you, what you, Like, what is Drake going to be in 20 years? Icon. I don't know. That's a good point. Will is Smith's 49. Is he going to be Jay-Z? He's not going to be Jay-Z, right? Because Drake was never Jay-Z when he was young to me. Drake's not trying to be a business person like that. He does a great job with his business. Uh, yeah, but, but like, he pushes his brand like no other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, would it that's, shock... I mean, that's something to watch. I feel, sure. Would it shock you if Drake just started hosting weird TV shows and stuff? Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll go the Nick, Nick Cannon route. All right, here's a prediction. I'll, it's bold, but I'm going to say... In 10 years, maybe 15 years, Drake is a host of, like, a late-night show like like Colbert. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Because, like, there's just... He would do really yeah, well. Yeah, he'd do really well. He's super like, well, there's just no people of color on any late-night shows. Like... Trevor Noah. True, yeah. but that, I'm, Trevor Noah's comedy... Like, I'm saying, like, on the ABC, NBC, <laughs> like, main one. Yeah. He he could host the Tonight Show, and he's just he's like well I I really feel like he's moving away from rap into just being like like you said like Will Smith is an actor now. Drake could be an SNL cast member if he wanted at any time. Yeah, but that's, that's too much that's work like for almost him. Almost too low. Yeah, for him, right? like you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But like people, he wouldn't do a movie. A movie would be below him. 
like in terms of, he could do a movie uh, if he produced it. I think he it. could do a movie. I th- yeah, I think if he, he started could, directing. I mean, is it isn't what's his name? Uh, Boots Riley. He's the one who's who who uh, directed. Uh, Sorry to bother you. Have you heard about this? No. Sorry to bother you is like, it's Lakeith Stanford from. Uh, oh, he's dude, awesome! Amazing. He he and like it's produced by Forrest Whitaker. It's like a fantasy, like more psychedelic Get Out is how it's been described to me. But it's like blown up everywhere. But he Boots Riley was like a a rapper in like the nineties, and like. Now he's out here, like, making, like, a critically acclaimed movie. Because he's always had that kind of artistic yeah. vision, and I feel like Drake can do something like that, too. Oh, Drake and LeBron are going to get together in L.A. and make a movie. I mean, they're buds now. Dude, yeah. Dude, Drake and LeBron, too, they're both so smart about their business yeah. and their brands. Insane. Yeah. They would work really well, too. Yeah. Well, I'm about ready to call it. But before we go, yeah, good. Dude, a, we hit an hour. Yeah, a good announcement is, got to bring in my birthday, recording a new podcast. Oh, dude, that's right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday! Everybody listening to the podcast, saying happy birthday. There we go. Out. It's be a beautiful moment. <laughs> All right, I'm. Are we good? Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. So, like always, with Remy Arvin and Partha and uh, the wrap up. Squaw. Squaw. <laughs> What uh what is Jake Cole's ad lib? Oh hit the Yeah, that's a good <laughs> I'll make that my new ad lib. Alright, so yeah, that's us. We got our ad libs now. We're all good. Uh come talk with us. We're gonna do uh rap, we're gonna talk basketball, we're gonna talk anything we want. So That was a good ad lib. <laughs> so yeah. Rate like the podcast, share it. And comment if you guys want to hear about anything. Dope. Peace. Dope.